0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: So whilst the money's in the pension, also one of the most tax efficient places for it to be, because your money will grow free of any income tax or capital gains tax.
0: Hello, and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist, and I'm joined by my financial planner friend, Joshua Gersler, who runs an advisory business called The Orchard Practice. Hello. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us, you can check me out at www.cavendishcontent.com and Josh at www.topfs.co.uk. Each episode,
1: we aim to give our perspective on the world of finance and money and discuss some of the issues that crop up in business as well as everyday life. We hope that you'll learn something from our podcast as well as have some fun too. Hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode.
0: Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm Listen, good, This thank is you. how we're starting? Yeah, we're is in. It? Okay, yeah. we're into the latest episode of the In For A Penny podcast. We are indeed. You should know that because that is the podcast you click download next to so mark how are you feeling now that uh, kids are back at school it is a blessed relief to have free time during the day to get on with my work but it also means i need to find new excuses to procrastinate yeah they the old uh, the old procrastination you, the don't, old... you don't seem to struggle with that though no i don't as a journalist i'm very used to leaving things to the last minute and then panicking and somehow getting it all done and so homeschooling really helped with that because it meant I had even less time <laughs> to do what I was supposed to be doing and more excuses. But now there's fewer excuses. I for yeah. me it feels like
1: it never happened. You know how quickly you forget things. Like like after childbirth, you forget the pain. So yeah. so they say it's like that with homeschooling. It's they're back at school. It's all back to normal.
0: I agree with that. But now we've just I was told this evening that they're introducing homework which obviously is a thing that comes with school, but it has to be filed on Teams. That's okay. I don't know if you've spoken much with your wife about this. Not in the last 12 years, no. Why? <laughs> there's a bit of a mini revolt going on because some of the parents are of the view that their children shouldn't have to be filing stuff on Teams because they want to limit the screen time. Well, you could. Well, the parents can do it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Well, I think because the document, the stuff is uploaded to Microsoft Teams and you can either download and print it or get them to do it on the computer. But yeah, I think you would just print it and get them to complete it. Yeah, we
1: did that on the weekend. Uh, There was a bit of homework, tell the time or something. We printed it out, he filled it in and then Mrs. G took a picture and posted it in the teacher's group. You know know what parents are, they're like a moan about something.
0: They're like a moan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah speaking of parents are we talking about well older parents or older people today pensions we're talking or getting older yeah well we're talking about pension taxation today aren't we
1: so the what i thought we would do is split it into three stages so the tax situation on the way in the tax situation whilst you're in there and the tax situation on the
0: way out does that work for you that does so should we clarify we're talking about Defined Contribution Pensions?
1: We are, albeit it's very similar, but we are, yes, mainly talking about Defined Contribution Pensions. And we'll try and keep it simple, as we always like to do, to explain the complex or simplify the complex and keep it a higher level. So let's talk about the taxation when you put your money into a pension. Okay. So putting money into a pension is is one of the most tax-efficient things you can do. When you make a contribution into a pension, that's usually the terminology you use, a contribution, you get tax relief. Was that you having oh, that's relief?
0: A, that's the sound your money makes when it gets tax relief. Yeah. It? Officially.
1: So let, let's um, put add some numbers to this. So okay. You get tax relief at your marginal rate of tax. That's the technical term. What it actually means is whatever your rate of tax is, you get the same tax relief. So basic rate payer would get 20% tax relief, a higher rate taxpayer would get 40% tax relief, and an additional rate taxpayer would get 45% tax relief. So if you put £80 into your pension, the government put in £20. Yeah, so that's the basic rate relief. So you've got £100 going into your pension. But you've only had to put £80 in. Correct. So that's the first win. If you are a higher rate or additional rate taxpayer, what you then need to do is complete a self-assessment tax return. A lot of people forget to do this, but you've got to complete a self-assessment tax return and write down on there what you've paid into your pension. And the higher rate taxpayer, because they've paid 40% tax, they'll get another 20% tax relief when they
0: do their tax return. So they'll get £20 back. So, if you're a higher rate taxpayer, you're still getting the 20% automatically, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, so, you've put your £80 in. The
1: yeah. government are giving you that £20. That's £100. Then, when you do your tax return, you get another £20 back. So, for that person, the £100 in the pension has really only cost them £60.
0: Is it a bit different, though, if you're... Getting your pension contribution coming straight out of your salary, yes, salary sacrifice. slightly.
1: So let, let's let's give the numbers for the additional rate taxpayer, and then we'll explain that. So the additional rate taxpayer has put eighty pounds into their pension. The government has put the twenty pounds in to get them to hundred, and when they do their tax return, they'll get twenty five pounds back because they they pay forty five percent tax. So their hundred pounds in the pension has only cost them fifty five pounds. Okay, And the reason the government do this, well, firstly, they want to encourage people to save into a pension so that at retirement age, there's less reliance on the state. But also, you've received the income from your employer, or if you're self-employed, you've earned the income. You've paid tax on it, so they're giving you that tax back. Yeah. So where's come on to your question now. So if you are employed and your employer has done something called salary sacrifice so you give up a portion of your salary and what the employer does is they put that into your pension so you haven't paid any tax on that you never earned it as income therefore you don't get tax relief on that amount but it's not that you work out you end up worse off because you didn't pay
0: tax on it so you are but you are doing better because you're paying less tax on your salary
1: Correct. So you're actually in the same position from an income tax point of view, but you could be better off because you haven't paid any national insurance on that money either. You haven't paid any employee employees' national insurance. So overall, salary sacrifice could be the better a uh, better position.
0: Do you have a choice on on a workplace pension?
1: Well, not no. Not every company. It's up to the company rather than the pension, because not every company offers salary sacrifice arrangements.
0: Okay, just on the company stuff because with a work with a pension through your work or a workplace pension, yeah, your boss also contributes, don't they, under auto-enrolment regulations? Yeah, um, but there's you don't get tax relief on that contribution, do you? Correct, so you don't get tax relief, but you get that money in your pension. That's like that free
1: money. Your your boss your, or your employer is legally required to pay into your pension. That's free money.
0: It is free money, but could your boss then say, well? I'm not going to put your salary up by as much because you're getting money put in your pension from me. Well, they couldn't legally say that. Whether they think that and do that is a different matter. But yeah, it, it, I mean, it could limit because obviously there's the minimum they have to put in as a contribution. But they could just, they could put a bit more in and say, well, I've put a bit more in here. So that justifies me not having to give you more.
1: Well, I assume that would be overlap. agreed between an employer and employee when the employer yeah. says, right, which I've got an extra. £5,000 a year for you, would you like that in your pension or would you like that as salary? So it would have to be agreed. Yeah. The, the other side to look at it from is for owner-managed businesses, so small companies. There you go. You've got your hand up for those that can't see. So when you, play, when you pay into a pension from your business, it's slightly different the tax treatment. So it's considered a business expense. Yeah. So that means this, it's tax deductible. It's
0: Yeah, which I think I do, obviously, because I can, but I think it's a bit cheeky. Why is that? Because it's an expense, but I'm also benefiting from it, or hopefully will benefit from it in the long run. Yeah, good for you. Should I benefit from something that I'm claiming as an expense to essentially reduce my company's profits? Well, it's part.
1: If you're doing it for tax uh, avoidance and tax evasion issues, then you've got to be careful. And I wouldn't say that on a recorded podcast. <laughs> but if you're doing it as, as, as your genuine remuneration package for running your company, so having having a pension is part of your remuneration oh, yeah. package, like any like oh, yes. any employee, yes, then uh, then it's absolutely fine. So let's add some numbers to that. Let's take the hundred pound example. Okay. So you pay hundred pounds into your pension. Now, normally, that and we said that's a genuine business expense. So that £100 reduces your profit by £100. And therefore, your tax bill comes down, currently 19% corporation tax. So £19 come off your tax bill. So that £100 into the pension has only cost the company £81. So very tax efficient too. Pension's are a great way for business, uh, owners to get money out of their business in, in a tax efficient way, in a sensible way. So, so that covers money, uh, the tax on the way in. Yep. So, let's talk about now the tax whilst it's in the pension.
0: I don't know what noise that makes. That's sort of... That sounds
1: like the air coming out like a beach ball.
0: Yeah, that's while it's waiting for you to retire. It's going... I think you need a bit more of an upbeat noise because the pension's doing well. <laughs> well You're all right, there, Mark? Yeah. Well, You're that's, having a seizure? <laughs> that's, that's my beatboxing. That's, yeah, well, and then you don't want to hear what volatility sounds like. <laughs> no, not, not your volatility anyway. No. Um,
1: so whilst the money's in the pension, also one of the most tax-efficient places for it to be because your money will grow free of any income tax or capital gains tax. Nice. So if your money is invested in shares, and that's usually where you want it to be, and the shares pay dividends, which is something you also want them to do, that income that it generates within the pension, you're not going to pay any tax on that. Whereas if you held those shares just in your personal name, you would pay tax on it. Secondly, if you sell those shares and make a profit, whilst it's in the pension, you don't pay any tax on those gains. Whereas if it was held in your personal name, you would pay capital gains tax on those. So really tax efficient especially if you think about the money could be in there for 50 years not growing tax free for 50 years is fantastic but you still got to think about where it is of course yeah we're just talking about the tax treatment obviously the underlying okay. investment is is very important okay okay then let's talk about tax on the way out or at the end so what noise you well, got for before that before
0: we do that before we do that should we talk about limits on how much you can put in before like the annual we allowance. We should do that.
1: would be really sensible to do it in order like that, Mark. That's fine. okay yeah, Thank you. It's almost as if we plan these things, <laughs> yeah, but we don't. So uh, you have an annual allowance, yeah. pop quiz hotshot. What's the current annual allowance? For your pension, I believe is
0: £40,000. Correct. Yeah.
1: So it's the lower of your Earned income or forty thousand pounds. So, so by that I mean, if you earn twenty thousand pounds, then your limit is twenty thousand. Is it? It what? is. Yeah. So you can't put more than you're
0: earning. I see. The I what I often wonder and get confused about is does the allowance include the tax relief you're getting as well? It does. Yes. You don't have to wonder anymore. I don't, well, I think I knew that. I was just trying to get you to say. <laughs> but that's a bit different, then, isn't it? Because then your actual allowance is less isn't it because you need to work out whatever that what extra 20% the government's putting in so the is.
1: the allowance is the gross amount allowed in the pension and i don't mean disgusting gross i mean the grossed yeah. up amount so if we take our 80 pound example yeah um, if your annual allowance is 100 pounds then the most you can put into your pension personally is 80 because yeah. you know you're going to get the tax relief to knock that up to 100 Okay so we said the annual allowance is the lower of your earnings or 40,000 pounds. Interestingly, companies don't have that restriction of the lower of earnings or 40,000. So you're, so you as your company could put 40,000 into the pension even if you've only taken out 10,000 as income as long as you can justify that that's a fair remuneration for you for the work you do. And the work you do mark that would be far too low for the quality <laughs> of your work. Okay. Thank you. So you've got your annual allowance, yeah. which we don't want to get too complex today, but there's a couple of things you have to be aware of with the annual allowance. There's something called the tapered annual allowance, which gets very messy and complicated, but it's only if you earn, and we'll keep the numbers simple today, above about £250,000. If you earn above that, then you have to start thinking about the tapered annual allowance, which brings the annual allowance down to £10,000. And then there's something called the money purchase annual allowance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know that one? No. Okay. On. <laughs> so, money purchase annual allowance is if you've started to take an income out of your pension, then you're limited to £4,000 gross contributions.
0: I do remember that one, actually, and I think that's a bit unfair. I agree. I mean, it's it's
1: in there for to stop people sort of recycling, taking some money out, putting it back in to get the tax relief. But it is unfair the way they've set it up and, and having such a low... Amount and we'll come on to that maybe in another another week. But that's the allowance that you've got. Okay. Are we now ready to talk about tax on the way out?
0: Unless you want to talk about a lifetime allowance. Yeah, let's talk about that on the way out. Okay. So what noise you got is for this? this? The way out. the goes. Wee.
1: <laughs> I think our listeners will enjoy it. Can we have that again?
0: Wee. Yeah, your well, first time is actually enough.
1: Right. So. Tax on the way out. So there's a few things you've got to think about. Let's, talk, let's assume you're going to access your pension. You've got to retirement age. You currently can access it from 55, or that's set to go up to 58, but currently 55. You can take a quarter of your fund, if you like percentages, that's 25% tax-free, called a pension commencement lump sum. So if you've built up a million pounds in your pension, you can take out
0: how much tax-free, Mark? 250,000, 20, 25,000. Go with your first answer. 250,000. Correct, 000. yeah.
1: So you could take out 250,000 pounds tax free. So if you think about that, you had tax relief when you put the money in. It was allowed to grow for 50 years with no tax on. And then you can get a quarter of it out with any tax. That's not a bad deal. Not bad at all. The rest of it, so the other three quarters or 75% of your pension.
0: 750000
1: Yeah, I wasn't going to ask that, but you're correct. (laughs) (laughs) Like Rayman, you're correct. Um, When that's taken out, that's treated as income and taxed as so. So again, at your marginal rate. So whatever tax rate you pay, that's taxed at. So if you are a 20% tax rate payer, you'll pay 20% on that. If you're higher rate, you'll pay 40%. If you're additional rate, you're 45%. There's a question coming. I, c- I can yeah, see. Yeah, there is. It in I'm trying eyes. to think of how
0: to phrase it because obviously there's a couple of different ways to access your pension. Yes, not there. So that way we're talking about essentially is called drawdown, is it not? Is a sort of drawdown type product. Well, whichever whichever
1: way you take it. So whether you take it um, in drawdown, so flexibly as and when you want it, whether you take it in a lump sum, or whether you take it. As a guaranteed annuity, guaranteed income for life, it's still got the same tax treatment. You're still going to be treated as income and subject to tax at your marginal rate. Okay. okay, so that's that's the the way out. But then there's a few things to consider here. So lifetime allowance you mentioned, yeah, and I think we touched on this briefly in the in the last one uh, episode about the budget. But there's a limit on how much you can have tax efficiently in a pension. So, how much you can have in your pension during your life and get tax relief on. And that amount is just over £1 million. Seems like a lot, doesn't it? It seems like a like, lot. It's not. It's not a lot, but it seems like a lot. So, if you have more than that in your pension, so more than 1073100 and that amount's frozen to until 2026. If you take out more than that, or crystallize as the, the terminology, more than that, you pay an extra charge. You pay um, a 25% charge if it goes down as income, and you pay a 55% charge if it's down as a lump sum. And that's on the excess, by the way, not on your whole pension. So if you've got 2 million in there, for example, you'll pay that charge on the extra million. Okay, now it sounds like a a Bad thing, but in reality, it's not because you still had that all that special relief that tax relief when the money was paid in and all the years for it to grow. Okay, so yes, there's a charge or a, a penalty, but it's a
0: penalty on earning money. It's not a pe- yeah, but what's the point in the tax relief if then you don't, if then there's a big charge on it at the end? Well, over the years, you,
1: I mean, the the purpose of the charge is to claim back that tax so the government's saying you've exceeded the limits we want some of that back but you've still had all the yeah. growth during the years without any tax better than having it in your personal name and paying all the tax on it well you hope you've had growth correct of course you hope you hope but like with any investment you hope you had growth yeah um there's also the tax to think about on death yeah yeah so what's noise have you got for death I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> oh, I'd like to hear it.
0: That's...
1: Okay, you could have no, that. that. I mean, I was thinking for something like... Dun, 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 That's good. Thanks. Um, so, can we get The Undertaker theme song inserted yeah. here? The Undertaker's entrance. So, on a... A pension, again, is really tax efficient for death or inheritance tax. So, any money held in your pension is outside of your estate for inheritance tax purposes.
0: But this is while it's invested, yeah? When you, what do you in mean by pension. invested? Before it's accessed, before it's before you've crystallised it. No,
1: not necessarily. So, it's in the pension. You haven't put it into your own hands. It's still sitting in a yeah. pension. So, let's take that example of, of the lifetime allowance. If you've got a million pounds in your pension... And you die having not accessed it, that can pass to your, let's say, children without any inheritance tax to pay. So if you had that million pounds just in normal investments and that was subject to 40% inheritance tax, your kids would pay 400,000 pounds inheritance tax on that and only get 600,000. If it's in the pension and you die with that million pounds, they'd get a million. Now think about husband and wife, if you can have two million pounds in a pension,
0: that's two million pounds that could be passed to your kids without any inheritance tax. Men and women currently get a state currently get a state pension from age sixty six around one hundred and seventy five pounds a week or something, and you have to pay income tax on that, don't you? You do, and so that's on top of whatever pension you're taking. I wanted to get your view as well because that goes that is increased each year under what the government calls a triple lock which is the highest of earnings, inflation, or um, 2.5%. Yeah. Is it weird that they're doing that, but then they're freezing all these other pension allowances? I wouldn't say weird. I wouldn't. Um, it's probably not the right word. Is, is it a mis, a mismatch? It
1: is a bit. So what they're trying to do is protect pensioners from price increases. They don't want pensioners to run out of money. And it's because they brought in this triple lock, which was a good thing to do to protect people from inflation, politically it's very hard to get rid of that and lose all the votes from pensioners. So, yeah, it's like with a lot of things, there's always the um, illusion of generational unfairness that the people working now, us, are paying for people who have retired. But, yeah, what, what? I don't know what we can do about it. We've just got to keep putting into our own pensions. Exactly. You look after yourself and don't rely on the state pension and then you'll be okay. Is that all we've got time for?
0: That is all we've got time for. Please remember, anything discussed in this episode shouldn't be taken as financial advice. But if you do need support, feel free to contact us on Twitter. You can reach me at Mark Shoffman and Josh at Josh Gersler. We hope you've enjoyed the show.
1: Please leave us a review on your podcasting app. That helps people find us and lets us know you're enjoying what you hear. So thank you for being him for a penny.